how should parents approach the topic of safety with other family members or maybe child care providers? Because like I said, you're not on your own. You're relying on others to help with the child as well. What you want to make sure of anyone that is uh, watching your baby or around your baby, that they have taken safe sleep training. Welcome to the Maternity Podcast presented by Celebrate One. Whether you are a mommy, daddy, auntie, grandma, or just someone who shares a love for babies. And who doesn't love babies? They're just so cute. Maternity is your safe space to receive life-saving information and inspiration for expectant and new parents and the villages that support them. Each episode, join Celebrate One and special guests as we dish on all things baby and how we can all do our part to keep black and brown babies healthy and thriving from day one to year one and beyond. Hello, maternity family. So glad to have you back for our latest episode of Maternity Podcast. I am your host, Nia Noel. And today I have with me our director, Stapleton from Celebrate One. How are you doing today? Thank you for being here. Thank you, Nia. I'm glad to be here. Look, I'm so glad that you are here to talk with me because, you know, a lot of times we're going to dig deep into some topics that a lot of people don't think to talk about or maybe they're not educated on. So you guys buckle up, get you a glass of tea because it is maternity or water, whatever it is you're drinking and um, take some notes because we have some very, very good information. Now, it's no hidden thing that is cold outside, honey. (laughs) I got a sweater on right now. I'm trying to stay warm. But how does this affect keeping your baby safe? This is what we're going to talk about because healthy and indoors this winter, a lot of people don't even realize that parenting changes with the seasons. So we're going to jump right in with this. Now, first question for you, Director Stapleton, how should the house be prepared for winter months? Because this is important. What we want to make sure of is that a baby is warm, but not overly warm. Mm-hmm. It's really, really important that we wrap a baby or we cover a baby just enough to have them comfortable. And we make a lot of assumptions because we've seen our grandmas do it and we've seen our aunties do it, that we we swaddle and we tie a baby up very, very tight and we cover their faces. And all of those things lead to pretty uh, disastrous outcomes. And so what we want to make sure that a house is warm, but not overly warm. And we want to make sure that we're checking on the baby on a regular basis to make sure that they're not sweating and they're not overheating and that their faces are clear. So even when you bundle up a baby out to go outside in a heavy coat and they usually have little cute little puffer coats and you can put the head, uh, the the hood on and tighten it. We want to make sure that that face is available to breathe. So when you're putting a baby in at home, the same things apply. In the house, you should always be able to see your baby's face, not covered and and not so warm and not so swaddled and not so covered up that uh, their breathing gets uh, uh, obstructed in some way. 
Yeah. You know, that's so important because like you said, you know, grandma and auntie and back in the day, they they covered us up big time. I don't even know how sometimes we walked around, you know, all swaddled up with, like you said, in the hat with the thing over the ears and then the blanket over everything. So it's so important, like you said, to make sure that your baby isn't overheated. Um, and what are do? can you tell me a couple of signs uh, that maybe your baby is too warm? Because that I think that's important. When colors change, when babies become red, when they become, when they get to the point where they're crying obsessively and you don't know why, um, those are all signs of overheating. When you mm-hmm. see a baby struggling to move, mm-hmm. those are all signs that something's too tight. Mm-hmm. Um, w- when you hear a baby's breathing change, change and you can't see their face, something's happening. And so um, those are some of the signs. Color changes, breathing pattern changes, struggling to be free uh, and to move. All of those are signs that baby's uh, getting overheated. That's so important. You got to take a note of those signs and um, take action when you see them too. I don't want to, I want to make sure that the moms and the support systems understand what to look for, you know, when we're having uh, issues with our babies being too warm. Mm -hmm. Now, how babies sleep. This is so important, particularly in homes and rooms that are colder. Let's talk about that. Well, you know, one of the things that Celebrate One does is give um, uh, sleep sacks to all babies born in the month of starting around December 1st, all the way through April. And the reason we do that um, through all our birthing hospitals is it's so incredibly important that that child has warmth, but yet isn't so confined that they can't um, move. We want to make sure that that baby is comfortable on their back. They're they're in a crib by themselves with no blankets, no binkies, no um, uh, pacifiers that are connected to strings that could possibly suffocate or get wrapped around uh, the neck. Uh, that there are no bumpers that we used to all have in our, our cribs growing up. None of that should be in, in, in a crib when a child is sleeping at home. And so we want the baby to have pajamas on and clothes on, but no blankets. We want that baby to be alone on their back and in a suitable sleep environment. That's a crib or a, and, a pack and play, but that's never, ever the bed with the parent. Okay. See, that's important because, you know, we hear about the ABCs, mm-hmm. but really applying them, especially in the winter, well, all the time, but especially in the winter. And, you know, the things that stick out to me are the bumper, pacifiers, mm-hmm. and the blankets, you know, all the things that we did back in the day, our parents did with us, that's, it's different now. And I'm assuming it's different now because we have more information. Is that correct? When you know better, you do better. That's mm-hmm. exactly right, Mia. Um, we, my parents used to put us on our tummies. And then we found out that babies were dying because they were put down on their tummies and they couldn't breathe. Yeah. So now we know that it, some a baby needs to be on their back. We've had situations, unfortunately, back in the day where kids would squirm over to the bumper, their faces would go against that bumper, and then they would stop breathing because they lost the ability to turn away. And yeah. so we know that those things are no longer good for the crib. We've had situations where babies were, we thought that having the clip that goes to the pacifier to stop it from hitting the floor was a good thing. And it is. 
except that when it's still there, when you put a baby down, that cord can be wrapped because babies turn. And so when you know better, you do better. And that's how the ABCs of safe sleep were born out of unfortunate tragedies where we've learned that alone, the A, on your back, the B, and in a suitable sleep environment, a crib or pack and play is so important and never, ever the bed with the parents. Yeah, yeah, that's why we're here today. We got to get this education out to the parents and the support systems. Now, since we're talking about winter, what's a sign that a baby is too cold? I know we just talked about overheating, but how do we know? What are some signs that we can tell when our baby is too cold? Um, When that baby turns blue, Mm -hmm. when that baby is turning colors that are not normal, that's not red from hot, it's actually the lips are changing colors. Yeah, that's when you know a child is too cold. And so, um, just as if you were doing your best to keep a baby warm when they're outside, um, you need to keep that baby just warm enough for comfort on the inside as well. And so, a, a, a sleep sack is a perfect environment for a newborn because they get the ability to move, but they're still warm enough to keep their body temperature where they need to be. Yeah. And, you know, something that I was just thinking about when I was just listening to you talk now is that realizing that the baby's temperature is not necessarily our temperature. It certainly isn't. And so as you go out into the cold, there's certain things you want to do. You want to cover up. You want to have the right appropriate amount of clothes. You want to have that coat that is uh, that can bundle the child you, as long as the face is clear. And you really do want to have that blanket over the crib and you remove all of that so the baby can breathe. So I'm glad that you're touching on safety because that was going to be my next question for you. Give, do you have any additional safety tips for keeping the baby in a great temperature when you want to take them outdoors? Because, you know, we don't want to stay cooped up inside. We've been cooped up from the from the pandemic. I know we want to get out and walk the baby or go see family and friends. What are some safety tips for that time when you're taking them out? Especially in the winter months, we want to make sure that the baby is bundled enough to stay warm. Their face are covered, but not so close that they can breathe. So if you're in a bassinet or in a car carrier, you want to make sure that that's covered just along enough for you to be to the car. And then remove all of those things and ensure that your car seat is the right size for the baby you are carrying. Babies grow. Car seats come in different sizes. And unfortunately, we have seen some really bad results when a baby is too small for the large car seat or vice versa. The baby's too big for the car seat they're in and then accidents happen. And so another really important safety tip is to ensure that you have the right size car seat and that it is installed correctly using all the appropriate belts and constraints so that the child's safe in transport. And am I right to say that if you don't understand, like maybe a mom that has a new uh, car seat, can't you go to the fire department and they can help you install the, the car seats? You can go to fire departments. You can go to, that's a little different in the COVID environment because they're concerned about their own safety and I can't blame them. We need them to be able to fight fires. You can call Celebrate One at any time. And we have a car seat trained professional. You can roll up. You can go to the Columbus Public Health Department. Same thing. They have car seat professionals who are trained and certified to ensure that that's belted in correctly and that the parent knows how to belt it in correctly. And they can also check for size to ensure that 
that it is uh, the correct size for the baby that you have. See, I'm glad we talked about this because, you know, a lot of times people don't know about the resources that are out there. They think they're on their own, but you're not, you're not, you're not. That's why we're talking today. That's right. Um, so speaking of that and being out and safety, how should parents approach the topic of safety with other family members or maybe childcare providers? Because like I said, you're not on your own. You're relying on others to help with the child as well. What you want to make sure of, anyone that is uh, watching your baby or around your baby, that they have taken safe sleep training. You can become an ambassador. Aunts, uncles, siblings, caretakers should all go through the safe sleep training. We also, in that safe sleep training, provide tools for family members who may need car seats, may need appropriate sleep uh, related environments because they're keeping the baby in a non-home way, right? So if I go to my grandma's house, I want to make sure that the grandma has the right sleep sack or the right uh, pack and play or crib in their home as well. And so we can work with uh, families to get those tools for alternative uh, locations for the baby when they're not home. But Everybody should go through the ABCs of safe sleep, and that is to become a Celebrate One uh, safe sleep ambassador. So correct me if I'm wrong, the ambassadors are really your support system. So like me, a lot of my girlfriends have babies, so I could be an ambassador for them. Or if I'm an aunt, you know, it's not necessarily blood related person. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Anyone who is watching your baby, anyone who might be with your baby when they get sleepy can go through appropriate training to know exactly what to do when that occurs. And that's called safe sleep ambassador training. And we offer it throughout the year. And if you have a large enough group, we'll come to you. And so we we work with uh, sororities, fraternities, church groups, uh, a variety of uh, social and human service organizations that have us come in and do the training for them. We train our police officers so that when they walk into an environment and they see a baby that's being put down incorrectly, they can help the parent understand or whoever's watching that baby understand that there are some things that they may want to change in terms of their habits. Blankets in cribs, binkies in cribs, stuffed animals in cribs can be deadly. And see, I don't want people um, in your circle, parents, aunts, best friends to think that being in this program is an insult and in saying that you don't know what you're doing because, you know, like we were talking about a couple minutes ago, information changes. So it might have changed from, you know, the last time you had a child or when your mom had a child. So, I mean, speak on that. So safe sleep um, training or ambassador training is not to... Um, demean or degrade anyone who has been doing things a certain way. What it is, is a tool in the toolkit of every parent to allow those folks who are around their children to have the best knowledge of what we know today. What we know today, the things that we've learned over the last 34 
40 years as uh, as studies have developed on what, the development of children and what happens, unfortunately, when they're not uh, um, put to sleep correctly. This is it's a it's a fun training. It's it's interactive. You get to learn from other people and you get to walk away with tools and tips that keep the babies in your life safe, whether they are your relative or your friend's child. See, this is so important. I'm glad we're talking about that. And I know that that's one of the many resources that you all provide. But um, tell me about some more of the resources and assistance to new parents and parent-to-be that Celebrate One helps out with. So Celebrate One is a special organization because it meets a mom where they are. It meets a dad where they are. It meets family where they are. And so we have community health workers that we call connectors and navigators that are parent partners that help parents navigate the prenatal process all the way through the first year of life. And that means that they can reach out to us if they need assistance with uh, what we call social determinant kind of things, food, access to doctors, connections to mental health care for professionals, connections to social service agencies, connections to housing. We meet parents where they are and connect them through to services and help them navigate that, that prenatal process all the way through the first year of life. There's nothing too big or too small for Celebrate One to get engaged with because again, our goal is to celebrate the first birthday of every child in Columbus. And so whatever that parent needs, we work with a team of professionals and partners. We have partner agencies throughout the city that we rely on. They are called our lead entities that help us now help put a, a team of folks around a family to make that baby and that family successful. See, and I feel like this is so important because like I was talking about a couple minutes ago, so many mothers feel alone. Uh, they feel like they're, they don't have anybody, but you know, just because you don't, maybe the dad may or may not be around. You may or may not have your parents around. You may or may not have a friend helping celebrate. One can be that friend or that family that can help you. We can be that parent partner, whether you're, there's a dad around or not. We can be that parent partner for the dad. Yeah. Um, and we meet people where they are and we help them get to the services and the items they need to, to get that baby to one and beyond and have a successful uh, upbringing of that young person. So am I correct to say also that these services are just not for moms? If there is a grandparent that is assuming the parental role and all that kind of stuff, or a, um, a friend that is stepping in, can they call Celebrate One and get the help that a mother would as well? I am so glad that you mentioned that, Nia. <laughs> um, if we're going to Celebrate One for every birth, child who's birthed in Columbus, then we have to meet people where they are. So again, we're not just meeting uh, moms and dads, we're meeting family, right? Yeah. There are grandparents who are taking care of babies. There are aunts and uncles who have stepped in to take care of babies. There are extended family members who have stepped in to help a mom who might be having some difficulties. And so any of those people are welcome to call Celebrate One and we will connect them to whatever 
it is that they need. And if we can't provide it ourselves, we have a team of uh, lead entities that work very hard to ensure that we get moms what they need. If that's housing, then we will work with you on it. If that's food, we immediately have things that we can do to help that family get to the next day. If that's an emergency diaper while we're setting you up with a diaper bank, then we can do that too. Um, we have you know, small supplies of things on hand for emergent needs, but better yet, we have partners who can provide those things on a regular and consistent basis moving forward and a connection to a larger care network that um, a mom may need. Okay, so uh, so so important. I'm glad that we talked about that. But with children comes stress. We, it's just a given. Whether that's stress that you brought on yourself or the baby stressing you out, whatever it, it happens, everybody undergoes stress with parent parenting. How can dads help moms manage their stress level when they're parenting? Um, by understanding those stressors and responding to them. And the, on, the only way you can understand those stressors is to come in and get some training. There's mm-hmm. a toolkit on our webpage that dads can access that says these are the kinds of things that you should be looking out for with, with that mom um, or that significant other. It, it doesn't have to be a wife. It can be whatever family you want it to be. But if you're a dad or if you're a man that's trying to support the proper development of a young person, there's a toolkit on our, our, our webpage. There are organizations like Dads2Be that we can connect you to that are a part of our partner network and our lead entities. Um, we have programs like Moms2Be. Uh, so if, if, if a mom and a dad, whether they are married or not, want to get some additional support so that they can learn how to be the best parent and that dad can learn the skills that they need in order to be a, a proper support to that baby's growth and development. The mom can go through moms to be, the dad can go through dads to be, and they can do that together. So that regardless of whether they are um, married or together in any way, they can do the best thing by the baby that they have brought into the world. So important. And remembering that it's all about the baby, because you said the best thing by the baby. That's mm-hmm. what all this is about. It's all for the kids and uh, making sure that because a healthy parent is a healthy child. So I wanted to make sure that we stress that. Now, you were talking about partners and allies a couple minutes ago. Who are the partners and allies that you guys work with? Oh, we start with a mom who or dad who knows someone's pregnant and they want to get into a doctor and they can't. And so we refer them to step one, which is a centralized um, uh, phone number where if you need to get in to see a doctor in your first trimester, which is really when you absolutely should go, then we can connect you to step one. And step one can get you in to see that doctor in your first trimester and set those rest of those appointments up for you during so that you're getting the prenatal care that you need. We work with a variety of organizations like OSU's Moms2Be and Dads2Be, and those are centering programs, programs that allow moms and dads to understand what's happening in their lives, what the changes that they're going to be making in their lives and the kinds of things they need to be successful. We work with our federally qualified health centers and we help pave the way for some of their staff to get training and become and set up 
those kind of centering programs so that a mom has an extra support while she's going and, and a dad uh, has that extra support while they're going through the pregnancy and after. We work with uh, uh, organizations like POEM, uh, which is a mental health organization that sometimes has to intercede and help moms get through that next level after they've had the baby and there's postpartum depression um, that comes along with it. We work with um, all of our birthing hospitals to ensure that as babies are going through the process, that their parents are taking care of themselves and that they're doing the things that they need in order to have the most successful pregnancy they can. And so all of our birthing hospitals work with us side by side to work on physiological things that happen with the mom. Is Does the mom have hypertension, diabetes, and is that being controlled during the pregnancy? Are there other indices that we know exist in some of our communities that we should be working with moms throughout the pregnancy so that that baby can be of the proper birth weight and that baby can be inside the mother's womb as long as possible for the complete nine months? Because what we know, Nia, is that if those things aren't addressed, prematurity could happen. And when prematurity happens or extreme prematurity, that's 37 weeks and 32 weeks, we know that the outcomes for those babies are substantially worse as a result of them being in the womb for nine months. So we work with our healthcare professionals to make sure that our moms are connected to care and they're connected to doctors who can make sure that they are taking care of themselves through the prenatal process in order to get to a baby to a full birth weight and a full term pregnancy. So important. So, so important. And I'm happy to see that you guys have so many great partnerships and allies to be able to support moms and families. Now, how can listeners join Celebrate One? We've been talking about all these great programs and all the great things that you guys do and support you provide, but how can they join the Celebrate One mission to help reduce infant mortality in our community? Well, Celebrate One has, it's easier today, uh, Nia, to find us than it has ever been before. You can go on our website, you can email us, you can text us, you can use a QR code on our website to fill out your name and your address, and we will immediately get in touch with you within 24 hours and connect you to services. And so we have been able to do that through uh, technology. We have been able to do that through extra ability to text. And many of our parents don't have phone numbers, as an example, that stay on uh, for the full month. But guess what? They can always text. And so we meet people where they are and provide to them. Uh, what we think um, uh, that they are asking for to ensure that that baby can get to the age of one. And can I say also, if any of you all that are listening, see me out or follow me on social media and want more information, don't hesitate to reach out to me too, because I will connect you with all my friends over there at Celebrate One, because I want to make sure that everybody gets these resources because they are so, so important for anybody that wants or needs them. Um, Before we wrap, any final words that you'd like to share or maybe something that you're thinking, oh, I forgot to say this, like any chance, anything you want to share? Um, There is an absolute need in our community for moms to reach out for help. And what we're finding is that the moms that reach out for help aren't reaching out until it is often too late. And so the one thing that we really are trying to work on um, this year is to ensure that we are getting moms the parent partners that can help them through the process. 
Um, there's something that is called Baby Bump and Beyond that we'd love to see increase in the coming year. And that is moms meeting a community health worker or a, a, a supportive person at a library, in a park, at a McDonald's. It doesn't have to be in the home to connect them, that mom and that baby to the services they need. Um, we used to call it home visiting, but it scared people because people don't want folks in their home. And so what we're asking from our community is to reach out. If you need help, if you know someone that needs help, reach out to 614-570-3592. Again, 614-570-3592. You can text that number. You can call that number, leave the name of the, the person in need, the telephone number, and we will follow up and connect that mom to the, or that dad to the services they need and connect them to that parent partner who can help them make it all the way to one and beyond. We want our babies to be successful. And the faster we get that parent support or that connector who connect to services and then make sure that that parent partner is assigned and working with that mom through the pregnancy or that dad through the pregnancy, the better off we are. Uh, and we know from the research that those programs work. We just need to continue to educate our community about how important it is to have that parent partner and support through that baby bump and beyond or through that connection with a community health worker. The good news is that you guys are there. You have the resources and the knowledge and with proper planning and informed support systems, because that's important too, um, parenting can be made easier and um, you can get all the help you need from Celebrate One. Even with the smallest in your family, you can enjoy the holiday season, stay warm and, you know, take a little stress off of yourself because of these resources. Um, Director Stapleton, I want to thank you so much for taking time because I know you're super busy and you're doing a lot of great things in the community, but thank you so much for taking time uh, to be on the podcast today and to talk about these important things that are happening here. Well, I want to thank you for allowing us uh, to, to get this information out. The more people who hear it, the more moms and dads we can and work with to to ensure that we have the best birth outcomes for Franklin County and Columbus. Yes. And if you know someone that needs this information, please share this podcast with them or share the, the phone number or give them Celebrate One's website because sharing is caring. If you have a friend that's having a baby or, you know, anybody that you know that could use these resources or maybe they don't need them now, but you know they'll need them in the future, please share this with them and also go back and listen to prior episodes of the maternity podcast because there's a lot of great information out there for you thank you thank you thank you everybody for taking time out of your busy day to listen to us and we will be back soon with another episode of maternity podcast don't forget to reach out to celebrate one and don't forget the abcs um, for your baby to make sure your baby is safe director stapleton again thank you so much for being here with me today Thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow Celebrate One on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe to the Celebrate One email list for updates on events, resources, and more. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Maternity Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play to catch all new episodes. Remember to keep your baby safe by sharing the room, never the bed. Visit columbus.gov backslash celebrate one for more information. 
Thanks for joining, and we hope you tune in for the next episode of Maternity, presented by Celebrate One.